Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Geraldo Miglara, and welcome to another podcast episode of A Fit Life on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? 2020 can be defined as the year of the pandemic. COVID-19 or the coronavirus has impacted everyone's life, no matter where you live, what you do, what you believe, and who you are. We have on the show today, Joseph Tornatore. He is an x-ray technologist at Riverview Medical Center in Red Bank, New Jersey, which happens to be the hospital where my kids were born. And as someone who is in the medical field, he has witnessed firsthand the impact of this virus on our community. He joins us today on A Fit Life to discuss where we are at presently and what to expect in the coming months. So without further ado, please help me welcome to the show, Mr. Joseph Tornatore. Hi, Joseph, how are you? Hi, Raldo, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, man. So uh, first of all, before we get into the, uh, some of the, the questions that you had so kindly submitted to me, um, tell me a little bit about yourself Tell me about what you what your uh, profession is, so that our viewers can get a good sense of uh, of who you are. So a bit, basically, simply, I um I work in the emergency room in Red Bank. I uh, I work in X-ray, which is a big part of you know the emergency room. You know, I, I feel like it's the most worked department in the ER. You know, with how many people actually need X-rays, um, especially during this pandemic, it's been crazy because. Um, everyone who's possibly COVID needs an x-ray. Let me backtrack a little bit. Now, you're obviously you're young. You're, you're in your mid-20s, I'm assuming? Yep. Okay. So is, was this always something that you wanted to do? Was there another career you had uh, chosen? Tell me about what, what your decision was to go into the, uh, the medical field. You know, for, for, a, for a long time, I was very undecided um, out of high school what I wanted to do with my career. But I was always into health and fitness and medicine and, you know, how the body works. So I was uh, x-ray kind of like just fell on my lap. You know, my um, I'm actually a triplet and my triplet brother, Mike, uh, works with You're me. You're a triplet. At, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my, uh, my triplet brother, Mike, uh, who I work with at Riverview, um, he kind of gave me the idea. So I went into school with him and I just, you know, I fell in love with it right away and you know, the schooling was a little bit tough, but, you know, it was worth it. It was just, it was a very good field for, like, you know, my personal goals and my personal interest, you know, with, like, taking care of patients. You know, I'm a very, you know, compassionate person. I'm, like, very empathetic. So, and I just love helping people. So, you know, it was just the hospital environment was, like, always the best suit for me. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if, if you have an interest in that, in that field and then it appeals to you, 
I think the medical field is only going to continue to expand and evolve. And I think um, it's a great, it's a great, yeah, great, great field to be in. So tell me about the, the emergency room. When first the pandemic became aware on all of our screens, basically uh, to around February of this year, what was the reaction? Because you work in the emergency room, correct? That's correct. All right. So was it a steady progress? Was it something that just hit you like all in one shuttle, the whole hospital in one shuttle? How did that progress? It actually progressed very quickly because it's funny because when this whole pandemic started, like the when it first really became serious, I was on vacation actually. So while I was away on vacation, I didn't really know what was going on, you know, back in Jersey. In a span of a week, it really, really got bad. So at first, you know, the emergency room was like complete chaos, you know, staff were on edge and emotions were definitely running high. Um, and quickly, you know, we started reserving, we started sectioning off floors of the hospital, just dedicated to COVID patients who were really, really sick. So, you know, rooms, you know, we were running out of capacity for rooms, you know, patients didn't have rooms. We were putting them in hallways. It was, it was really crazy at first, especially the intensive care unit was probably the worst I've seen. Um, they were, you know, packed with very sick patients, you know, ranging from 20 to 90 years of age. So like all these patients of all ages were just getting this virus and no one really knew why no one really knew the extent of it. It was, it was a big gray area at first. Mm. So, you know, at first everyone was scared because it was affecting all ages. Probably the hardest part of going to work was wearing, you know, all this pr protective um, personal equipment, you know, PPE as you know, mm -hmm. everyone heard of and, you know, before going into any of these patients' room, you would have to put on you know, multiple pairs of gloves, um, a gown to protect your clothes, a full face visor for eye protection, and N95, you know, for that airborne precaution to protect like your nose or your throat, and you know, just a surgical mask over that N95 just to, for extra protection. Also, a head cap to protect your hair and shoe coverings to protect your shoes. You know, you were covered from head to toe because no one really knew what is like people were dying and everyone was scared. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it was really a tough environment to, to come back to after vacation. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> At least you had the vacation and then you came back and you were prepared for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was well rested. Well rested for it. So, so the x-ray, so why is the x-ray so important during the pandemic? So like I said before, um, COVID was a, a, a big gray area when this pandemic started, you know, no one knew much about it. It was hard to tell who had it and who didn't, you know, with people without symptoms. X-ray is a big part of this pandemic because the doctors would order the X-ray and we would go do, we would go do this X-ray portably in the patient's room to, you know, reduce the spread of this virus because we don't know how it spread. Like, like, you know, it was contact, airborne, droplet, like, mm -hmm. and you name it, it was spread through anything. At first, like, we didn't know what, this uh because it affected the lungs mostly on these patients Correct. so this chest x-ray would always show what the like what the lungs looked like on every patient mm -hmm. and we soon found out that uh this covid virus would show up in the lung fields on the x-ray it was like a very specific pathology of this like you know white webby okay. kind of like fluid in the lungs right and soon and soon enough doctors saw that so basically every covid every possible covid patient requires a chest x-ray. You can imagine how hard that was for the x-ray department because 
you know, patient, there were so many patients in the ER at full capacity every single day. Wow. And we were just worked nonstop, doing, going from patient to patient to patient. Right. You know, so it was x-ray is very important uh, when this pandemic started, because right away you can mostly tell if a patient had COVID or not just from looking at a chest x-ray. Wow, that, that I didn't know. So what was the demographic as far as your patients? Was it mostly older senior citizens? Was it more like in the middle aged? I mean, to be honest, mostly, yeah, it was older patients, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s. You know, um, for some reason, this virus affected them, maybe because they have weak immune systems. Okay, or um, a pre-existing condition, correct? Yeah, and yeah, basically people with pre-existing health conditions, it affected mm -hmm. them a lot easier because I guess their immune systems were weak and this virus was easier to penetrate them if they had mm -hmm. a weaker immune system. But um, honestly, I saw all ages. I saw 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, like you name it. The majority I saw was 50 plus. Did you see any kids? Yeah, I definitely saw some kids, um, anything under teenagers. Like I basically saw mostly 13 and up. Um, I just noticed that very, I probably, you know, did a, a baby or two who may have had it. For some reason, babe, newborns and kids at young ages didn't really have it. Okay. But I saw a lot of kids in their 20s, you know, my age, in like in the intensive care unit to hold on to their lives. And it's, it's scary. It's scary to see. During the crises in February to about to about an hour, what do you think has changed overall? See, like the the news will the news is always saying something different. Personally, what I've seen at the hospital is it's been steady. Uh, COVID patients are still coming in, but okay. I haven't seen an increase in um in positive COVID patients. The symptoms of COVID are you know shortness of breath, fever, cough. Correct. Mm -hmm. Um. Basically, maybe like common common cold symptoms. So, so like right now, um, no one like everyone's coming in who's sick. We don't even know if they're COVID or if they just have the flu or if they just have a cold or a sinus infection. So it's now it's just hard to tell who's you know sick from this virus or who's just sick just from the common cold. So the ER, you know, the ER is still busy, but right. not so much with like COVID patients, just other related injuries from mm -hmm. people like, you know, going outside, biking, running, right. skateboarding, you know. Has the hospital gotten back to the way it used to be? But do you think other patients coming in for surgeries, uh, are, you know, pre-planned or, or voluntary surgeries, as they call it, or you, you, is that pretty much back to normal? Yeah, they, um, I think maybe about a month ago, um, they just opened elective surgeries. Okay. That was my word, so, elective. <laughs> elective, yeah. So that's that's back to normal. Um, I mean, of course, uh, in the hospital setting, um, a mask must be worn at all times. Um, so as soon as you walk in the hospital, they they require you to wear a mask, or else they won't let you in the hospital. So that that's going to be around for a long time, I think. Mm -hmm. Just because you know, just just to prevent the spread if this virus is still out of control. But right now, it's, if right now it's under control, if everyone just keeps wearing their masks. Okay. Um, especially in the hospital, you know, going through the hallway, you know, people like, you know, let their guard down, you know, they pull their mask down mm -hmm. and it's just, you just, you just can't risk it. But like, so far the, the staff, um, at my hospital has done a great job with that. You know, everyone's careful. Everyone's, you know, on top of the PPE to prevent this spread. That's pretty much, um, the, the okay. latest. Give me some tips that I can, I can share with our, our listeners that you would recommend for people to follow through. So this, this, this pandemic, you know, it really 
stress people out and it's still stressing people out, you know, especially people with health problems. They say stress is the silent killer. Yes. It's a toll on the body. Absolutely. So, um, so fear and, fear and anxiety about this, you know, new virus um, can be overwhelming and cause strong emotions in adults and children. Right. Things such as social distancing can make people feel isolated and lonely and increase stress and anxiety. Right. So coping with this stress in a healthy way will definitely make the people you care about and your community stronger. Because, mm -hmm. you know, if, if, you're, if you're stressing, your immune system is getting weaker. Correct. It's just, it's, it's simple as that. You know, just like, you know, also some other tips, you know, obviously washing hands, it's pretty common sense. Right. But, you know, people really take washing hands for granted, you know, like you never right. know what you're going to touch. So True. like, say so like, so people are on their phone all day, touching their phone, you know, like you're touching this, you're touching that, then you're going back to your phone. So like people don't understand how, how many germs are on things every day they use, like their phone, True. like on everyone, like I honestly, personally wipe down my phone all day just because, you know, just to prevent the spread of germs. Okay. But, um, you know, just habits as simple as that will really make a difference, you know, to keep you healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you should be washing your hands before you eat, after you eat, after using the bathroom, after changing, you know, your kid's diaper, you know, after playing with any animals, basically any chance you can wash your hands. That's probably the one of the, one of the most important things, right? Wash your hands, keep your distance from people. I mean, obviously we are, we are, we, we like to go back to the way things used to be at a certain point. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, we're all, I think we've all been cooped up inside too long and, and I think it, it starts to take a toll on all of us personally. What, what is the, what has the COVID-19 done to you personally and, and your family? Um, well, you know, there, there has been um, uh, people sick in my family from this virus and okay. As far as, you know, I'm sure everyone has someone in their family sick from the virus, like whether the extent of it's really bad or, you know, nothing, mm -hmm. no big deal. Yeah. Like I'm just, uh, personally, I just, I haven't seen, um, I definitely distanced myself from my parents and my older, you know, family members just okay. because they're older. And I would, and since I work in a hospital every day, exactly. I don't want you to see you're at a higher risk. That's right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to put them at risk. So, you know, whenever I see them, you know, I'm always at least six feet, 10 feet away, just to make sure, you know, I'm, I make sure they're wearing a mask and make sure I'm wearing a mask, touch anything that like, you know, they're using, you know, mm -hmm. I'm very, very careful with that, especially with my family. Of course. So it, but like, you know, we've been doing this for a few months now, like mm -hmm. even longer that like, it's becoming, it's almost becoming normal, like a new thing, which is scary to think about, you know, cause no one ever even saw this coming. Right. But, um, you know, you just can't let your guard down, especially around your family, your friends. Mm. So we will overcome this, right? Oh, oh man, that's a that's a that's a good question. I hope so. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's it's this whole virus is such a gray area. You know, like I feel yeah. like the face coverings will definitely last a long time. I think it's gonna take at least over a year. But you know, who knows? That's just my guess, and that's based on what I've seen in the hospital setting. Okay, let's talk about your Instagram page. I've seen it. And uh, you have quite a bit of following. So tell me a little bit about your, your Instagram page and what do you, what, what do you want to do with it? So, um, so for, for those of you who don't know, my Instagram page is called Scrub Top Joe. Um, <laughs> Which is a great name, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's catchy. Yeah, it's so, very. <laughs> so my page, it mainly targets an audience that needs daily tips and advice on fitness, health, you know, medical advice, medical tips, fitness tips. So basically I show people, you know, what they should be eating, how they should be dieting, how they should be working out. And, and I basically educate them on what goes on in the medical field. My page is very interactive too. You know, I do a lot of Q and A's. Um, 
I do a lot of trivia. You know, people, I've got a lot of positive feedback on trivia. You know, people love answering my trivia questions. You know, yes. it really, <laughs> I just love, I just love educating people, you know, on new information. You know, I think, I mean, on my last post, you know, I've been reading a lot lately on like, mm-hmm. like med- medical books and everything. And it's just, it's definitely another great way to keep your mind healthy just by reading, learning new things. You know, I'm very big on, you know, learning. Uh, that's a great tip, by the way. <laughs> you should <laughs> learn about this as much as you possibly can. Tell me about your fitness routine then. This is a fitness podcast. So tell me about what you do to stay in shape. Especially lately, I've been doing a lot of meal prep. I, I go to the store, I buy vegetables, broccoli, cauliflower. Honestly, vegetables is a big thing in being healthy. You know, people don't understand the nutrition that vegetables give you. So, you know, I've been doing that. I've been like, you know, buying very lean protein, like chicken, you know, very lean meats. And, you know, just nutrition Nutrition in, in the fitness world, you know, as you may know, nutrition is like 60, 70% of the battle, you know? I would even go even higher than that. <laughs> even higher, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, as long as you're eating healthy, you know, eating the proper nutrients you get, keeping yourself as healthy as possible. Like, you know, your body's a temple, you know, you got you to gotta feed your body what it needs in order to stay healthy. Okay. So, I mean, as, as far as the nutrition aspect, as far as, you know, the fitness aspect, you know, I know mm-hmm. gyms are starting to reopen again. Personally, I don't feel comfortable going back to the gym yet, which okay. I haven't. So I recently bought, you know, resistance bands, you know, dumbbell weights. Mm-hmm. And I honestly just use them in my backyard um, doing, you know, various workout routines. And that's another reason I have this Instagram page is I do tutorials on what to work out, um, how to do certain workouts. Okay. You know, just use resist- resistance bands, how to just okay. use dumbbells. Okay. Um, you know, there's a various exercises that you don't need a gym for, you know, you can just do it anywhere, you know, on your own time. Right. What is your, where do you use your best type of, um, of training? Do you like cardio? Do you like high intensity? Do you like a sp- specific exercise? What, what is your favorite type of training method? I mean, everyone, I mean, it's all specific to what your fitness goals are. I mean, okay. personally, I've been trying um, to gain more muscle and lose more fat, which a lot of people are trying to do. Okay. So um, I've just been trying to be as active as I can, whether it's, you know, um, playing basketball at the courts down the street. Okay. Um, you know, I try to incorporate all different kinds of workouts. I do a lot of cardio, mm-hmm. probably do cardio maybe once or twice a week. I do weights three, three, four times a week. Okay. And it's just, I try to incorporate different, you know, intensities of your workouts because you're always trying to shock your body when you work out. But that's why people, you know, some people kind of give up or they kind of like get bored of working out because, you know, their body has hit, has hit a plateau. Right. Um, so you always have to shock your body with different workouts. And again, that's what my page, you know, shows. I do different workouts, you know, okay. so that's definitely advice I definitely provide. Tell me where do you see yourself five years from now? Hmm. That's a great question. <laughs> that, that's exactly what everybody says. Hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. So pretty much, um, you know, as I said before, um, X-ray is a great career field, but it's also a good stepping stone. You know, it gives you a lot of outlets. That's why I went into this field because there is so many things I can do after X-ray. You know, I can go to, I can go into CAT scan. I can go into ultrasound. I can go into MRI. Um, Personally, I want to go back to school and become a physician assistant, which is, you know, which is, you're basically a doctor without the, without the title, you know, you, you work under a doctor, 
but you do all the same things a doctor would do. You know, you, you provide diagnosis. The difference between a doctor and a PA, because it's more direct patient care. You know, I love working with patients. You know, mm-hmm. doctors nowadays, they don't, they see patients, but like they don't really work with them as much as, you know, a PA would. They or... don't listen to them, right, as well? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I Yes, I, I have, I've seen many doctors, you know, throughout my career, but there's there's always a few though that I think are, are are excellent and the ones that are in my mind the best ones are the ones that actually take the time to listen to their uh, to the patients and I think that makes such a big difference because it, it shows you that you actually love what you do and you actually care about how they feel and unfortunately there's only a few of them but uh, who knows maybe you you can be that spiritual change that we all need because it's a great field again, Joe. And I think you'll do wonderful. I think Thank you. you yes, absolutely. So let me have one, minute, one more question before I let you go. We, we talked before the show that you're of, 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 of Italian descent, correct? That's correct. So which, which, which part of Italy? Do your parents are first generation? You're the first generation? Which, which? My grandparents uh, were actually born in Italy, in Sicily, actually. Hey, I knew it. <laughs> so, so we're, we're Sicilian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm part Sicilian as well. My grandfather, he, you know, he passed away a few years ago, but he was part Sicilian. So um, have you had a chance to go to Sicily or visited Italy at all? Or? You know, I get a lot of, I get that question a lot. And <laughs> it's still, no, I still, haven't, I, got, I still haven't gotten a chance to fly out to Italy. And I doubt it's going to happen anytime soon well, <laughs> with what's going on. What's going on, but eventually you will, though, right? Because it's a beautiful place to go to. It is 100% on my list. <laughs> <laughs> on your bucket list. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joe, give me your social media handles, if you can, for our, our listeners. So um, my Instagram page is called Scrub Top Joe. You know, it's exactly how it said, you know, Scrub mm-hmm. Top Joe. I'm basically more active, the most active on Instagram, but I do okay. also have a Facebook page. All right. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure speaking with you. We got we to gotta hit a workout together. Okay, let, let's, uh, let's set up something so we can, uh, you know, challenge each other. Yeah, let's uh, do I, it. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to do that. So again, thank you so much for what you're doing, for what you're believing, for spreading the word. All the best to you. And hopefully I can have you back on the show again at, at, some, at some time in the future. And maybe tell us a little bit about the current state of uh, the pandemic and, and everything else. Yeah, definitely. I'll definitely keep you updated on, uh, on what I see. All right, Joe. Listen, again, thank you so much for being on the show. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you, Araldo. Appreciate All it. All right. No problem. Well, that is it for this episode of A Fit Life. I want to thank our guest again, Joseph Tornatore. Uh, very interesting conversation. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. And if you did, please subscribe and rate this show on iTunes. We are available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Any comments or questions you'd like to submit, you can do so at Eraldo Maglara on Instagram and Twitter. In closing, if you're interested in advertising on this show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. For a fit life, I am Araldo Meglara, here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.